Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. You can turn with John real quick. John chapter, what I got right here? Oh, chapter 18. I want to talk about truth this morning. You know, I was outside yesterday talking to that guy, trying to spread that old mud. <laughs> and, you know, I started, I just got, I was preaching to him. I was just sharing with him. And he said something, you know, that, you know, you have to be careful how you answer people. Because if you can't leave them to truth, they'll fight you. You understand what I just said? Sometimes you got to let man say what he thinks before Jesus can say what he thinks. Because man's going to find out what he thinks don't matter much <laughs> compared to what Jesus says, right? Jesus was arrested, given over to Pontius Pilate at this time, and he was facing death. Religion had already made its mind up that Jesus was guilty of blaspheming. Because Jesus interrupted religion. Come on, somebody. What was going on this morning didn't make sense to a lot of people. But Jesus interrupted religion. <laughs> Listen, I'd rather be any day with live fish than a bunch of dead chickens. <laughs> any dead fish can go downstream, right, Larry? It takes a live one to go upstream. <laughs> Religion has come and it was judging Jesus. The Pharisees, the religious people of that time, they were the high dogs in religion. They were the top. They, they thought they had God all patting out. They thought they had God all figured out. Come to find out, they didn't know God. Uh oh. <laughs> they didn't understand. Who Jesus was. See, Jesus interrupted their program, Larry. He interrupted their program, Ray. He came. They had it all planned out. Their religion was all set up. They were going to live like that forever if they could have. They said, We're gonna, we have the law. We have the temple. We have, we have all our systems and our programs and our, you know, our, our traditions. Then we're going to live the way we set ourselves. We think this is what God wants. But Jesus comes on the scene and he starts preaching to a bunch of hypocrites. They're like whited tombs, whited sculptures, which appear beautiful. You can go right now in the background. I mean, you got some most beautiful flowers in the graveyard. You know what's in that graveyard? Dead men's bones. See, that's what religion like. They paint a pretty picture. They dress themselves up. Come on, somebody. They, they, they look religious. They, they wear scriptures in their little boxes on their head, the Bible says. They wrap them around. And look, they look good, man. People look, oh, these are some holy men of God. But Jesus said, you're dead man's bones. You appear beautiful on the outside, but you're dead. My religion says this. I don't care what your religion says this morning. <laughs> it's gonna... What does Jesus say? I want to know what Jesus has to say. Somebody say, I want to know what Jesus has to say. Jesus is before Pontius Pilate, the governor of Judea. He was the appointed Roman governor. Well, he ex executed the Roman law. Remember, Jesus lived on the Roman law. He lived on the Roman control. The Jew, uh, this, this, you, he let, come on, somebody. See, uh, uh, the, the law will let you have religion. 
I'm talking world's law. As long as it doesn't cross their law. What I'm saying is that sometimes we have to say things that makes people uncomfortable. And as long as they can have their tradition and their religion, they wasn't making Rome nervous. See? See, you can keep them in control. You give them their religion, they won't bother us. They won't make no trouble. But Jesus came on the scene and he was making trouble. He was speaking the word of God. God is good, but God is a judge. <laughs> Come on, somebody. God will judge sin. God will judge the worst sin of all, religious sin. Because Jesus is talking before Pontius Pilate, and they brought him, and he wouldn't say much. Let me start in verse 20, 33 of chapter 18 of John. Now, they brought Jesus into this hall, and, and the Sanhedrin, that was the religious crowd of that day. They had arrested Jesus. And they, and they judged him. And, and, and you see, they brought him before Pontius Pilate, which was the political governor of the land. And then they're coming here. And, and, and then all of a sudden, Pilate is looking at Jesus. And he said, then Pilate entered into the, the, the patrium again and called Jesus and said unto him, are you the king of the Jews? Remember, the Jews were waiting for their Messiah. They were waiting for the, and when Jesus came, they rejected him. They didn't, they, they didn't want Jesus' religion. <laughs> they didn't want Jesus exposed them. He told them they were nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. They were dead men's bones. There was no life in these people. They made, they, they was, they, you know what a hypocrite is? A hypocrite is an actor. That's where we get the word actor from. When you see somebody playing a movie or on TV, they're, they're playing, a hip, they're not really the, that part. They're playing a part. So when people go to church and they're playing, they're just hypocrites if they don't worship God with their heart. They're just playing a part. He says, Jesus answered, answered him, talking about he answered Pilate. Are you speaking for yourself, or did another one tell you, uh, tell you about this concerning me? Now, Jesus was wondering, who told you that I was king of the Jews? Who told you this? Pilate said this. He said, answer, am I a Jew? Your own nation and your chief priests have delivered you unto me. What have you done? Listen. Religion killed Jesus. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Pilate was only doing, he wanted, he, didn't want, he wanted to set him free. Pilate didn't want to kill Jesus because he knew there was something different about him. In the book of Matthew, Pilate's wife had a dream. And she went, confronted Pilate and said, don't do nothing with this man. For I had a dream about him and it troubled her. Don't have nothing to do with this just man. There's something special about him. You, listen, religion hates God. I'm going to tell you what. And I'm not talking about just, you might get mad if I'm saying, listen, when they start orchestrating what they think, and when Jesus gets less and less and less important, and after a while they won't even mention him in church. They won't talk about what he done. 
They won't mention the cross. They won't mention what he sacrificed for us. You need to run and get out of that. Because it is about Jesus. It is about the blood. It is about what he did at Calvary. There's nothing else to talk about in this church. Now, I can't, I can't talk for other people, but I can talk for this one. It's about Jesus. It's about what he has done. Pilate is troubled about this time. He said, what have you done? Why, why are these people so in a hurry to kill you? So what have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not of, of, from here. Now Jesus is stating, listen, I've got another kingdom. And it ain't here. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. My kingdom's with the Father. Hallelujah. Sitting in glory with the Father. Hallelujah. I'm going to meet him. Nothing will ever stop that from happening. If Jesus wouldn't have died on that cross, there was no use for me and you to sit here today. Praise God. Because Jesus made a way. My kingdom is not of this earth. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Thank God I'm going to his kingdom, Sister Kathy. Hallelujah. it. I'm not looking for man's kingdom, praise God. Man has no answer for me. Jesus is the answer. Yes. Yes. I was telling a man yesterday about Mary, his mother. I said, Mary gave one commandment in the whole Bible. One. She never told anybody to come to her or pray to her. She said this. I've read it numerous times. I've been through the New Testament. Mary said this. She said, do what he says. <laughs> so if we're going to obey Mary, we have to do what he says. She said, follow him. Do what he says. So if Mary said to do what he says, we got to go look back at what Jesus says, right? Amen. I ain't going to keep you too long, right? I just got to let it out, okay? It's, it's public. <laughs> you know, it's like a, like a pressure valve fixing to go on. <laughs> All right. All right. Pilate, verse 37, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus said, You have rightly said that I am a king. He is. Amen. He is the king of the universe. He's the king of... The galaxy. He's the king of everything that moves and lives. Hallelujah. He is king. <laughs> Nothing on this earth matters. <laughs> Nothing on this earth matters. Yes, if Jesus is not in it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> you sound like you're taking this thing pretty personal. Yes, I am. If I die, I'm not looking for a preacher or a priest or a monk. Or a, 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 I'm looking for Jesus. <laughs> Not looking for the undertaker, Larry. I'm looking for the upper taker. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Jesus, Jesus. I want to go with Jesus. That's it. <laughs> You're too narrow-minded. Well, leave me where I'm at. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I love it. For He said, right you said, I am king of Jesus. For this cause was I born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who, what? Shoot, here's my voice. Pilate had a, <laughs> he said something that was so profound in the Bible. He said, what is truth? <laughs> Come on, somebody. 
Well, he was lost. He was a pagan. He worshiped idols, Pilate did. He was on the submission of the, the Roman government, which proclaimed Caesar as God. Tradition says, I've heard it, I don't know if it's true or not, but Pilate got saved. What a wonderful testimony. This pagan man realized there's something special about Jesus. All that time, Jesus stood for him, said very few words, but he, what he said dealt with this man's heart. What is true? Okay. You ever ask yourself that question? Does this church have the truth? Does the Catholic church have the truth? Does the Baptist church have the truth? Does the Methodist church have the truth? What it, listen, are we preaching the same Jesus or the same God? No, we're not. I have to look at it this way. I have to balance it out by this. I don't care who it is, praise God. If it ain't in this book, he's not preaching the truth. Just about every religion I just explained to you has a Bible, right? They have the same word I got. But when, you know, Jesus was confronting the Pharisees one day, and he really got them mad, you know. He said, you, you, you bound men with your traditions. And you deny the very commandment of God by your own tradition. When this church ever gets to the point where we make tradition equal with the scriptures, we're deceived. Because tradition is not the Bible. I don't care who it is. When they start saying, well, we got our tradition, so what? What is that going to do for me? I want to know what Jesus has to say, right? I want to know what Jesus has to say. Let me give my, my, my little notes. I ain't going to keep you too long. But I want to turn to, I am a very, and not just me, I have a very convicted spirit. I'm sensitive, sensitive toward the, whole, the things of God. And for me to get up here today and to say what I'm saying, I've got to answer to the Lord for it. Because I'm here to represent Jesus, right? What I say today is recorded in heaven. So if I say what I think, God's going to judge me. If I, listen, I'm not concerned about my opinion. Seriously. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says, okay? I want you to turn with me. I want to say Ezekiel. Uh, I have it written here. Isaiah 62. The Old Testament. And if you, you have struggle looking for it, just listen to me this morning. <laughs> Isaiah 62. Verse 6, God has set men as watchmen. What, what is a watchman? Well, back in the Bible days, they would build walls around their cities, all right? And they would appoint men on those walls, right? And if the enemy would come, there was to blow a horn or some kind of signal, let them know the enemy is coming. So there was to warn the people. To get ready. Because the enemy's coming. Get, get your weapons on. Get yourself ready to battle. You know. So a watchman was guarding the city. That's what, he, that's what he was doing. So as he was guarding the city. He had to stay up. He couldn't sleep. You know I'm pretty sure they made like. Shift change like we call it today. But there was always had to be somebody watching. Oh Lord. <laughs> How many know we need watchmen in the church? Somebody that'll stand up and say, that ain't right. 
Because the enemy is coming. He's coming with everything he's got to fight you. To take away what God has given you. And if you, if you all the time you do is sleep, he's going to get you. If you're not, a, uh, uh, if you're not a, uh, aware of his presence and what he's fixing to do in your life, he'll destroy you. So he says in verse 6 of 62, I have set watchmen on your walls. All right, now stop. I, I can preach that. God has placed pastors and preachers and people of faith, men of God that are set over those walls. There's, a, there's one in, in this church. There's one in, in another church. There's, one, there's always somebody watching. I'm going to tell you right now, a pastor is about the unlikable position in America. Because sometimes you got to call sin what it is. And say, this is not God. You, you are going to uh, destroy your faith. You're allowing the devil to come in and to rob and to steal and to destroy. Because I'll tell you right now, Satan does not sleep. He's very aware and he's very alert. He's waiting for that one opportunity to strike. The Bible said, he's, my God, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You ever watch those wilderness shows? Now, I never thought about it till I started seeing with my spiritual eye. You notice that lion? He, he, he's, he's the same color as the surrounding. You notice that? He, he's patient. And he's watching the herd of deer or whatever's coming. And he's looking for the one that's lagging behind. <laughs> he's looking for the one that's not keeping up with the rest. Weak. And watch. When he starts running, you can have... Three or four of them right next to him. He's going after that one he got his eyes on. He's going to get the one he set his attention on. Satan is crafty. Satan's in that world. I'm going to tell you, he goes to church. And he's looking for one chance to tell you that preacher's lying to you. Or somebody's not. Listen, that ain't true. Be your own man, your own woman. He sets watchmen on the wall of Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace. I'm talking about a real watchman. I'm talking about somebody that is doing his job. When he sees trouble coming, he blows. Pom, pom, he blows that horn. He hollers, hey, somebody's coming. We better get ready. The enemy's just around the corner. I ain't a good horn, baby. <laughs> I used, to, I used to preach a message about the shepherd, and I was trying to make a noise as a wolf. I mean, remember when and I do, ooh, I said, but that's a sick wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sick wolf. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they never hold their peace day or night. He says, you... Make mention of the Lord. Listen to that. Do not keep silent. Uh, listen, the preachers and ministers of the gospel cannot keep silent. Listen to me. If we keep silent, the Satan's going to destroy the church. There are preachers right now won't even open their mouth about sin. And they got people living in all manner of sin in their church. And you know what? The Bible says a little leaven, a leaven, the whole lump. Amen. You leave it there, it's going to kill the rest of them. 
Oh, we don't want to, we're motivators now. We're not, we don't want to tell people sin is wrong. We don't want to get people sin conscious. You better be sin conscious. You better know if something in your heart's not right because Satan's going to use that very thing to kill you and separate you from God. I mean, that's tough preaching, but it's the truth. How many know lying is a sin? How many know adultery is a sin? How many know idolatry is a sin? How many know having other gods before the Lord is a sin? It doesn't change. It's always just been a sin. It's always going to be a sin. And God's the very character. The law is there to judge you. But you want to know what it's there for? To show you what is sin. When we know what sin is and continue doing it, we're in trouble. In my life as a Christian, I'm going to tell you what. There's some things I've learned as I went. I didn't see it when I first started. Got, you got what I'm saying? It's like I had a pair of blindfolds on. And when I opened it, man, what's that? What's, where did it come from? I didn't know that was wrong. You ever did that? I didn't know that was sin. And as you go and the Lord, get closer to the Lord. And that's all Satan. The light just shines brighter and brighter and brighter. Listen, if you ever got dirt on your clothes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, you, if you're in the dark, you don't see it, right? But the closer you get to the light, you dust yourself off. You just see how more dirty you are. <laughs> you, 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 especially if you got some bright clothes like white or yeah. yellow or orange. Or orange. <laughs> the, the, the light is always going to expose the darkness every time. Every time you get closer, the closer you get, the closer you get, right? The closer you get to that light, the closer you get to God, you're going to see it. Praise God. I can't believe that. I, I haven't ever saw that before. Because you're getting closer to Jesus. <laughs> I am the light of the world. <laughs> you draw near to him, you're gonna, it's going to show you exactly what it is. Praise God. And I thank God for it. I want to know. If there's something not right in my life, I don't care what it is. I want to know. And that's a personal thing between me and the Lord. The closer I get to God, the more light I want to see. The more dirt I want to see. The more I want to see. But he says it like this. This is a good watchman, okay? This is a good watch. Somebody watching over the flock. When verse, I'm going to read the latter part of verse 6 again. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. Keep silent of what? Of sin. Keep silent of what? Of danger. Preachers that don't tell people sin is sin and, and taking you to hell is lying to your face. I don't care what I think or you think. Sin is still sin. God has never changed his mind. It's always going to be sin. Right? Thank God for the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Listen to me, praise God. That's the only hope you have. When you get to glory, he's going to say, what did you do with my son Jesus? Well, Lord, I didn't kill a liar. That's not what I want to know. What did you do with my son Jesus? I was a good religious person. I sang the songs in church. I, I gave to the church. That's not what I'm asking you. What did you do with my son Jesus? Did you give your life to him? Did you surrender your life to him? Did you serve him with all your heart? The blood, the blood. I keep saying it's only by the blood that we have redemption. It's only by the blood of Jesus, what he did at Calvary, that we find salvation. There's no other hope outside of the blood. That blood is the hope. That blood is the, the promise of, of eternal life with the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Now, what is, <laughs> what is a bad watchman? I want you to turn to Isaiah 56 real quick. That's right there. Just, just turn with me, verse 10. I'm not going to keep you much longer. I just want you to see something this morning, okay? We have good watchmen. I'm still learning as a pastor, seriously. I, I got so much to learn. I, I think I've come short so many times. But one thing I made my mind up, I want to be a good pastor. All right? I want to be a good watchman. I want to be able to sit with people and tell them how to overcome. Pray with them. Help them to overcome their trials and their problems, their sins even. I don't want to be somebody that's going to, well, that's all right. We all make mistakes. We're human. You know, I was in Walmart the other day, and I, I should have bought the sign, because I, I, just to buy it to show you. And the, and the sign is it's so deceptive. It sounds so good, Larry. It sounds so right. Do what your heart feels. I said to myself, what if my heart wants to kill somebody? Does that make it right? What if my heart wants to steal something? I said, do what, uh, <laughs> do what your heart feels or tells you. My heart tells me some bad things sometimes. And if I act upon him, I wouldn't be standing right here before you this morning. It's not my ways, it's God's ways. The Bible says, my, God's thoughts are not my thoughts. God's ways are not my ways. So I got to learn that every day. Every day, every day I walk with God, I got to learn that. God's ways are not my ways. God's thoughts are not my thoughts. I got to find out what God thinks, right? I got to find out what God says. I got to find out what he wants. This is his earth. This is his church. This is his planet. Everything is his. And if it's his, we better find out what he wants. We better do something about it. Okay. <laughs> That's, that sounds some tough preaching, but it's true. I didn't write this book. <laughs> I've been reading this book for years. And man, I'll tell you, this God is a, a powerful being. But he wants obedience. To what? To his word. To his commandments. This is a bad watchman, okay? Let me, let me read this to you. And he's, he's referring to... The irresponsibility leaders, those that are not doing what they're supposed to do. Verse 10, 56. His watchmen are blind. What does that mean? It means they're closing their eyes to the danger. That's what he's saying. I said a good watchman sees the enemy come, right? He sees when the enemy is fixing to attack the city. But the bad ones close their eyes. They're all arrogant. Smart mouth, proud. These people don't know why they're oh, so arrogant. You ever met an arrogant person? I can't stand to be around. How good they are and how wonderful they are and how, you know, everything uh, is, is, is what they need and what they want, what they think. No, that's, that's, that's sin, man. That's pride. They're arrogant. They're all dumb dogs. Oh, come on. The Bible don't say that. What did your Bible say? They are dumb, 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 dogs. dumb dogs. They got preachers and priests and rabbis behind pulpits this very morning that are nothing but dumb dogs. They make you feel that you're okay when you're not. That sin is irrelevant. Sin don't matter no more. They got them. 
And bad enough, it's in the Protestant church. It's in those that know better. That won't talk about the things that are causing people to go to hell. They like the comfort. They like the money. They like the, the security. <laughs> and you see, as long as you can tell somebody they're just fine, they're going to pump money right into your bucket. They're going to they, they, they're gonna feel those little catch to the rim, man. You're telling them they're good just like they are. There's a lot of preachers just like that. <laughs> a lot of churches like that. That no wait, I'm gonna tell you what, worse the people that know the Bible, those that read their Bible, those that know better. What and he says they cannot bark, what it means is they won't even they don't have the strength to even make a signal, a, a, a sound. A dog barks when somebody's coming, right? <laughs> a dog will bark. But they won't even bark. They're sitting on the wall just looking at, looking at the stars. And nothing, and they don't want to do the job that God called them to do. They're nothing but dumb dogs. They won't even bark. They won't say, this is dangerous. This is not right. They won't bark. Somebody say, I'm almost finished. And somebody say, amen. <laughs> okay. Listen to this. Sleeping, lying down on the job. <laughs> Listen, when I, when I work for the state, that's some of the biggest deadheads. I mean, seriously. They'd find them a cool spot and you, they were snoring away, man. <laughs> uh, they, they would film them on TV. They, when they caught them on TV, they, would, they were in, in their truck sleeping on the job, getting paid on the taxpayers' money. I had one boy say, yeah, I like to go park underneath the interstate. He likes the sound. He said, that makes him sleep. <laughs> I said, come on. <laughs> Sleeping on the job, these watchmen are. Lying down, loving to slumber. Yes, verse 11 says, they are greedy dogs. <laughs> what do they care about? They ain't going to stress themselves. They're just going to take the money, right? They're going to take the, the reward, but they're not going to do the job. You mean they got people in churches like that? Preachers like that? Oh, yeah. They got a lot of them. Now, I don't want to start naming names. But I could pick out a few of them right now. Janet said, Lanny, don't do that. You make your blood pressure go up. <laughs> I won't do it this morning. <laughs> the greedy dogs, which never have enough. They always want more and more and more. Give, give, give. More and more and more. Get the best of the best. Get the big airplanes and the big cars. More and more and more. They, they never have enough. They're always crying out for money. Always want something. I, you know, listen, you can, you can sit and you can think of a few of them right now. <laughs> they just, they're just out there. I have one, one of them, and I'm not naming his name. Yes. He has a ministry. It's not a ministry. It's, it's not even God. They bring in money in trucks to him every day. And he takes it. I'm going to make a statement, and God forgive me if I'm wrong. He ain't saved. He's nothing but a filthy lucre, greedy dog, laying down on the job and taking the reward. Come on, somebody. And it, and it says, which never, they ha never have enough. They're all shepherds who cannot even understand. They have no understanding of what this is about. All they see is their own greedy gain. They can't understand the blood of Jesus. They can't understand what they're there for, to preach the gospel, 
to lead people to, to the Lord, to show them the way. I'm telling you, I don't expect to get rich here. <laughs> I want to preach to God. I want to share Jesus. I'll do this till I die if that's what he wants. Mom, we're going to stand as long as God gives me the health and the strength to do it. But I don't want it to be about me. It's about souls. It's about Jesus. I made my mind up. Amen? Seriously. I made my mind up that I'm going to serve Jesus with my heart. Amen? Amen. Okay, I'm almost finished. Seriously. They, are, they all look to their own way. What does that mean? And we do that sometimes. It's what I think. What is true? Right. But, you know, today they have a new philosophy that they, there's no absolute truth. What you're trying to teach in our schools right now. Truth is whatever you make it. There's no absolute truth. Are you absolutely right? Are you sure? In other words, truth is what I think it is and what this religion thinks it is and that religion thinks it is. No, there's only one truth. There's truth and there's lies, right? Somebody's not telling the truth. Somebody's not telling the truth. Listen, I ain't read, I, I'm not going to bring up here and the Reader's Digest or, or, or National Enquirer or, to, to try to preach a message. I don't tell you the truth. I, I like you know, books and stuff, but I, I, I really, I got two books. I got this and I got that promise or the scriptures I use. And God speaks to me every time. And I'm not against reading other books. Don't get me wrong, praise God. Book writes books. I, that's not what I'm talking about. But I get my source and my strength from God's word. Not from a, not from a book or a man's opinion. And some of them are good. They got people, men of God out there. They write good books, man. They have a sound faith. They have a sound belief. It's sound in what they're saying. But when they won't even bark. <laughs> Come on. They won't warn you. They're going in their own way, right? And for everyone, for his own gain, how I can feed me, how I can make me rich, how I can make me happy, how I can make me do, look good. That's a bad watchman. That's somebody that don't care. You know, the Bible talks about Jesus when he was talking about, uh, you know, sheepfold. He said, a shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. You remember that in John chapter 10? You ever go read? I love John chapter 10. And you can go ahead and read uh, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Those two go together so well. And he says, a shepherd will give his life for the sheep. But somebody hired to do the job, somebody's hired to take care of the sheep, you know what's going to happen when the wolves come? He's hitting the road. He don't give, give a flip about the, 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 the animals or the wolves. I mean of the sheep. He'll let the sheep tear him apart. He'll let the wolves tear him apart because he, he's only a hireling. He's only somebody paid to do that job. He has no desire or, or, or concern about the sheep itself. They're good men. And I was on a lot of them. A few of them, especially here. That I saw, no matter what, they was going to stay with the Lord. They were going to preach the word. And I thank God for it. Today, that's the reason, one of the reasons why I am like I am. Because most of the time, I would listen. Sometimes I had my mind other way, but, but I would hear. 
You know what? You know what was the greatest, the greatest preaching to me is what I've seen them do. Come on, somebody. They could have said 1,500 words, right? But if they wouldn't have done what was, they wouldn't have lived it, then it wouldn't have meant nothing. They wouldn't have meant, it wouldn't have meant nothing to me if they said something and did something else. Right? Because they're not being an example, a testimony. How am I going to tell you to love God if I don't love God? How am I going to tell you to walk in faith if I don't walk in faith? I can say words. I mean, anybody can do that. Anybody can say the words. But God had me in a period of my life and my faith where I sat on the men in this church that lived it. And I'll tell it again, and I'm going to say it over and over. I never forgot it. Where I saw the, 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 the word engrafted in them. You know what I'm saying? And when they talked, I, I could see it. But I didn't have to go say, well, maybe they don't mean that and follow them around. I know they were following the Lord. I know they were serving the Lord. I know their testimonies were there. And that's what encouraged me a lot. That's what made me love this place. <laughs> so me love the people. Because I said it, and I must, the first thing I noticed when I came in that door, when I first came here, me and Sister Janice, was the love of God. And I saw it in a lot of people here. And we had our battles, praise God. But you know what? God's word is still alive. God's love is still alive. The power of God is still alive. And you know what? I've had some time. They warned me, and I thank God they warned me. Like I'm warning you today, praise God. If you're not living for Jesus, you're outside of that wall. You're with the enemy, praise God. He's going to take you. You better get on this side of the wall and get under the watchman. And I'm not just saying me. I'm talking about the men that God has placed. Any chance you get, you find a good faithful preacher. Somebody that will that'll preach the gospel to you. You know what I'm saying? Put the radio on. Try to find some. Find some listen to a song. Let me tell you, a song will preach, man. If it, it, a gospel song, if it, don't, if it don't preach, it ain't worth singing. For amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved an old wretch, old sinner, old dog like me. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I once was lost, but now I'm found. But I was blind, but now I see. Come on, that is the message. That preaches. That does more preaching than singing. Hallelujah. I was nothing without God. I was nothing. I was going to a devil's hell without God. I was nothing. My life was destroyed. I wouldn't even be married today without God, without Jesus. Thank God for the good watchmen I had. And believe me, I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to try to be that way. Okay? Uh, many people get mad at a preacher when he says, you ought not be doing that. That's sin. It's going to destroy. Who you think you can judge me? No, I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Now, you can do what you want with it. Praise God. I got to do the same thing every day. Listen to me. I, I got to examine my own heart every day. There's things about my life I don't like. And I'm asking God, change me. Create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord. Renew a right spirit in me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Hallelujah. Amen.